everybody. I'm Dave. And I'm John. And this is Coffee and Capes, a podcast about two of our favorite things, drinking coffee and discussing geek culture. So true. So very true. We really like both those things. We like to say we're enthusiasts about them. We are. We are pretty enthusiastic about both. We do. We want them to succeed and we enjoy them both. So we're, uh, we're thrilled you found us on at least one medium. John, can you tell the people all the ways they can find us and connect with us? Absolutely. As always, if you're watching us uh, and you can see our faces, you found us on YouTube. So hello. Um, and then obviously, if you're listening to us, you found us on iTunes, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, any of the Google podcasts, I believe as well, any of the number of different channels that are available. Um, you can find us on Instagram at coffee underscore the letter N underscore capes. We're on Facebook. We are on Twitter. We're trying to be a little bit more active on Twitter, but we are there. And then if you have suggestions, thoughts, comments that you want to share, but you don't want to post them as comments on social media, you can email us at supers at coffeeandcapes.com. Um, we will be launching a website soon. Um, we'll give you guys more information about that. The first thing that'll happen on the website, we'll have a, a landing page up and we are going to be running a giveaway contest um, in partnership with some other folks that we really like to bring you uh, a cool little thing that you can win and enjoy. Um, yeah, I think that covers everywhere you can find us. We are on planet Earth in case you are somewhere else. Just, just to clear that up. Just to clear that up. We are on planet Earth, yes. Thanks for keeping track of all those things, John. You're the man. So you're taking a sip of coffee right there, I see. What are you drinking today, my friend? That's a great question, Dave. So today I am drinking Good Dudes, the Samson. Uh, Good Dudes is actually, can you see the bag? Yeah. Good Dudes is actually owned by a CrossFit legend, both Dave and I, for anybody that uh, is out there. Both of us do CrossFit. We enjoy uh, doing the fitness things. It tends to make us feel like a superhero, um, <laughs> at least for me. I don't know. Dave can tell you that. But uh, this is this company is founded and owned by uh, uh, Josh Bridges. Uh, I believe at one point, Rich Froning and Dan Bailey were part of the company, but I think it's just Josh Bridges now and his crew. And the Samson is a dark roast with hints and notes of bright and full body caramelized sugar. So really great coffee by the way um great guy too so check out josh bridges on instagram and then give good dudes coffee a, a try very cool dave I, oh and, and i have a coffee bomb in it from ladybird provisions from sarah nicole Thanks, there you sarah go. thank you ladybird provisions in my professional uh, clergy opinion samson though actually was not a good guy but we know that's the story for another day that's the story right there, yeah, yeah. Uh, I am enjoying uh, some Starbucks Christmas roast, Starbucks Reserve Christmas Ooh. roast, indeed, given to me by my very good friend sitting right over there. Uh, John, thanks, buddy. You're welcome, it's very buddy. tasty. Yes. Yeah, you like it? Is it good? I do. I it is. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah. Nice. Um, all right. Uh, I don't have any descriptions. Like, I don't, I don't have the... I don't have the like, I mean, there's the bag doesn't say anything specific about it other than it's one of their reserve roasts, which there you go. means it's special to them. And it's special to me because it was a gift from my good friend. Ah, uh, Mike, thanks. Thanks. Um, all right. We, uh, we started a new segment of the show uh, a couple weeks ago, right? Uh, fan fiction. 
where we read a comment or a question or a, an email from one of our uh, tens of listeners and dozens, dozens of listeners, dozens of listeners. We have dozens of listeners. Yes. And thanks everybody for listening to us. Um, yeah, absolutely. I, I one, learned this week that uh, a former student of mine, Dennis is listening to us in Michigan. So Dennis, if you're listening, hi, and thanks, hey, for, Dennis. thanks for being part of the family here. Thanks for being part of the family, dude. Um, so this comment comes from St. Pierre 85 on Instagram. Uh, and this was in response to our last episode, Exit the Matrix, where we talked about the matrix and made our feelings and emotions clear. Uh, St. Pierre 85, though, said, I loved every minute of it. While the first half, especially the beginning, was awesome, I will admit the second half felt undercooked. It felt like it was a longer film or perhaps meant to be two films, and the studio uh, put all their eggs in a single basket rather than letting it breathe. That said, I had low expectations in the first place. Plus, Lana is not who she was uh, when the first three were made. So seeing her voice in this and reaffirmation of the importance of certain elements made me very glad in a lot of ways. I don't know. And this may be, a, uh, be blunt, but it was everything I didn't know I needed from a fourth film. Probably my favorite installment behind the first. Wow. Okay. Wow. Uh, some really interesting points there. I really like that, you know, he, he looked at it in terms of uh, the director's you know, kind of evolution as a, yeah. as an individual and sticking to the things that were important to her and evolving some things that weren't. Um, I think there were some similar for me, some similar sentiments as well, along with what he was saying in terms of, I liked the first half of the movie. The second yeah. half was undercooked. That's a very nice way to put it. Um, and I felt very similar and I felt the second half though. And as we had talked about, was so undercooked that it took away and they should have broken it into two movies. I hadn't thought about that as an idea that um, maybe it should have been two movies. Um, I can understand why they wouldn't want to do that. Like, do you, do you dare to get people to come out for two? Although, I mean, that's kind of what Dune did to start is they did the first half and we're really going to get the second half eventually. Um, but sweet. Yeah. I appreciate the thoughts. And, you know, we said in the, in the last episode that, Hey, let us know where we missed it on, on our review of, of matrix. What are we missing? What, if the, that movie was, I think we said, if that movie was your jam, like, let us know why, what was, what was it about it that, that we missed that made it good to you. So yeah, and, always and, appreciate hearing that. Yeah. And you know, we talk about it all the time and we've talked about it. I think since the beginning, it, it's like, everybody's going to have a different opinion on something. And we really appreciate like, well thought out, um, you know, politely phrased, opinions you know instead of just sometimes people get behind keyboards and they're having i'm right and you're an idiot <laughs> right and, and you know i i think sometimes that's just people having a rough day and trying to find somewhere to take it out and, and it happens sure. right but um really appreciate when people have differing opinions and we can talk about them in a in a thoughtful and meaningful way and appreciate what the other person's point of view was like i may not agree that it was the best film behind the first um I don't know that I, I fall into that category with St. Pierre 85, but Hey man, like, thanks for bringing it up and really appreciate your viewpoint on it. I, I may have to go back and watch some of these again and, and check it out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thanks so, for engaging St. Yeah. St. Pierre 85. St. Pierre 85 on Instagram. Excellent. 
appreciate the uh, appreciate the engagement. Let's keep it up. We are not here to talk about the Matrix today, Bob. We are not. Uh, as you might be able to tell from our, you know, we, we just call it, you've got a clue, but I think it probably goes beyond a clue. It's just kind of right. I'm <laughs> kind of saying what we're doing. We're going to talk some DC today. It it seems to me we've uh, we've focused largely on Marvel. Um, you know, it's also true. We've barely touched on Star Wars. We haven't talked about Star Trek at all, I don't think. And we need to correct those things soon. But uh, today we're zeroing in on some DC news. Yeah, specifically, uh, you know, guys, as we like to see sometimes in social media, something gets leaked about a project or something, you know, within especially a, the entertainment side of the house, not so much like the comic side, but definitely the movie, TV show, like live entertainment stuff. And uh, recently, we got a DCEU leak from... Uh, from someone online and it sounds as though there is going to be a like dceu is going to hit the reset button once again mm. and so we're going to talk about the mess that is the dceu um and we, we started to chat about it a little bit beforehand, Dave, and then realized we, like, we, should, we should start recording. We should uh, probably be recording this. And let me give our usual uh, uh, caveat that we're basing some of this on some things, some, some internet, I don't know, rumors or reporting that might get into kind of spoilery territory. So if that's not what you like to hear, maybe pause on this one and come back later. Yeah. But if I don't mean we don't have like insider access or anything, we're just reacting no, to stuff that's already on the internet. So, um, you know, I don't, it's not like, as far as I know, we don't have anything to truly, truly spoil, but you know, if you're a hardcore person that really doesn't want to know anything about a, a product before it comes out, well, now you've been warned. Yeah. And this may be, I, I think this may be one of those. So Let's back up. My, uh, the The rumor that came out um, was that in the Flash movie, right, that we all know is going to be based on the Flashpoint paradox, which essentially is kind of an introduction to the multiverse of DC. Yeah. Right. Uh, a little bit like not so much. It's more Flash goes into the past and does something that, you know, resets kind of the the current timeline and when he comes back and wakes up in the future again like things had changed his mom was still alive all these things and you know bruce wayne isn't batman it's thomas wayne you know the uh aquaman and wonder woman are at war superman was held captive in a cave away from the sun yeah. so there's <clears throat> all, all these different things right and it's all kind of set in motion by reverse flash right um this story this is is pretty classic it's yes. an amazing story yeah absolutely amazing story but the rumor that came out is that in this movie one it's going to be the last appearance of ben affleck he's also been very vocal about that and saying that like playing the batman was very hard on him um like it you know, he even, I think he alluded to, it was so difficult that it was one of the catalysts that kind of led him to go back to drinking and he's a recovering alcoholic. Right. Um, 
also though so that and then we're gonna get michael keaton which we all knew michael keaton was gonna come back as batman but it sounds like they're going to try to use this as a jumping off point to completely rewrite the justice league get rid of everything that Zack snyder's justice league universe did and completely and totally rewrite it which in some cases like you're you're like okay cool but it's a very big rewrite yeah and it's a little weird to do that to try to erase that well erase is a bad word but try to reset that's a good word reset the snyder justice league stuff in the midst of a character that comes from the snyder justice league Mm -hmm. right what i don't know well let me back up just a moment and say like I think part of the larger discussion here is that DC has not done a great job of integrating all of their, all of their TV and movie products. Like they've all been pretty darn separate. I mean, the Arrowverse stuff on TV, the CW stuff has all been integrated and, you know, they've had like crossovers with all 13 shows or whatever it is. Um, But just as an indication of how kind of fragmented it is i literally had a moment last week where it's the just the acronym the dceu came up and i had to i literally had to stop and say wait what does that mean again like i don't even, <laughs> I don't even remember like it's just so right. it and i think you know i'm as clued into these things as mo as just about any not anybody but you know what i mean i pay attention to this stuff right and it took me a minute i think i even had to ask my 16 year old what does that mean again like what's the yeah. e part i forget like it just doesn't roll off the tongue. And it feels like yet another example where the, especially the movie versions of DC are forever playing catch up to Marvel. Yeah. And that, Oh, you know, we've got the shorthand of the MCU, the Marvel cinematic universe that has really caught on and seems to make sense, but there's something about DCEU that just, it doesn't seem as natural or as uh, uh, organic to me. Yeah, I am. Um, when we were chatting about this a little bit before, right? For me, I, I think the word that comes to mind is the lack of continuity. Yeah. Right. Um, Marvel. DC doesn't have a Kevin Feige. No, they don't. They tried with Jeff Johns. They okay. tried to bring Jeff Johns yeah. over, who, if you followed DC uh, comic books at all, it, he's the guy's a legend. Yeah. Right. Jeff Johns was involved in uh, green, epic Green Lantern runs and a, and a whole series of others. I, I think he's best known for, though, like the Blackest Night, <clears throat> Blackest Night run, which is incredible. Um, so they gave him the helm kind of of the, the DC movie world. Now, I don't know that he's still in charge of it. I think they brought in somebody else uh, when Warner Brothers kind of took the helm of this. But there's a... Marvel has done everything they could to have a uh, really strong level of continuity. And we were talking about this a little bit before we started recording and that there's a few outliers to this, right? So some of the stuff that popped up on like FX FX. or Fox or something like that, where they did Legion, which if you know, Legion is from the X-Men series, Professor Xavier's son. Um, they did cloak and dagger. They did like some kind of like new mutant X-Men like spinoff something. I don't remember what it was called, 
but clearly those were kind of the one-offs that Marvel's like, yeah, you guys go ahead and do whatever you want with this. Like we're not using that. Right. Right. Well, there was that new mutant movie uh, just last year. Right. Right. The new mutant movie, which they thought, but that was also, so the interesting thing about that was that was created when my understanding is when Marvel hadn't and Disney hadn't quite reacquired all the rights to the, to the X-Men and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So that movie was made and because it had been made, they released it, but with the idea that like, Hey, this isn't really Canon. Yeah. You know, it's not. Um, And we've seen a couple things rebooted, right? We saw the X-Men get rebooted with X-Men first class and, Mm -hmm. and those kinds of things. But by and large, like, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is acknowledged as canon within the Marvel Cinematic Universe, right? Right, uh, yeah. Sif shows up in an episode and they talk about like right after the events of uh, Civil or uh, uh, Winter Soldier when, you know, S.H.I.E.L.D. is reviewed, revealed to have been a full of Hydra, like that really affected that that show. Like they, there was definitely some connection there. Right. And they've and they're even going back now into the Netflix marvel shows right. and starting to pull those characters in yeah, right so we got sure. we've talked about multiple times about how excited that makes us yeah, yeah. and it's so great so they've they've developed like this continuity that yeah. is clearly drawn on the the wealth of comic history that they have created right yeah. and and they built things very differently like we were talking about before the show um but the dc side of the house like one the CW universe is amazing. They did a really great job creating something for TV. Yeah. Right. And not like Netflix TV where you have a lot more play and a lot more leeway or making something for Disney plus where you probably have a ton more money. Yeah. Right. To be able to do things. They did this on the CW and we got essentially what's it's called the Arrowverse, as you, as you mentioned, where we had longstanding green arrow series with Stephen Amell. We got the flash with, I still can't remember that kid's name. Gustin something. Yeah. Gustin, Gustin something. Oh man. He's so good though. As, as Barry Allen and the flash, by the way, I, I watched a few episodes, but it's one of those, like I didn't watch from the very beginning. So now I got to yeah. go back, but Supergirl, uh, Grant, Smallville, Grant Gustin. Sorry, Grant I Gustin. hate not knowing those things. I had to yeah. look it up. Um, but we got Supergirl. We got the uh, Legends of Tomorrow TV series, right? right? We got uh, we had Smallville before that, which yeah. As we were talking before, I really thought when they were going to start remaking like the movies, like Tom Welling deserved his shot on screen. He just right. was a phenomenal like Clark Kent and Superman and everything, you know, in between. But that aside, DC then went and said, we're going to make new movies. And we're going to do, they did Man of Steel and they gave that to Zack Snyder, which was met with like, you know, mixed reviews. I like Henry Cavill uh, Cavill as Superman and Clark Kent. Um, Zack Snyder's take on it was a little whiny mm-hmm. right was kind of the emo like yeah. emo superman it's emo superman yeah and I've, there's a place for that i think to like for superman to kind of get his crap together 
to like yeah. kind of go through it, the idea of like, oh man, I don't know if I can do this and, and all that. And, and what, and then come out the other side and be the beacon of hope that he's meant to be, that he apparently wears on his, his symbol on his chest. Like, yeah. and uh, it just felt like they never got to that last step, which is yeah. the important, the most important part about his character in relation to the whole DC universe. So, and then they rushed into what, yeah, honestly, for me, I had been dying to see for years and years and years. And that's Batman and Superman on screen together. Yeah. That's so big. Like I, I've watched sure, all the yeah. cartoons, right? The Batman, Superman, like apocalypse and the Batman, Superman, whatever the animated movies have been. Cause they've been right. great. Yeah. They've been phenomenal. And um, so to see that come to life on the big screen was one of those moments. You're just like, Oh yeah, finally. Yeah. But then we got, and, and this is where the continuity thing comes in again, right? We got an incongruent Superman, Batman age timeline, right? We got new Superman, right? Really just kind of starting to come into his own. The world is really acknowledging who he is, like these kinds of things. And then old, er, grizzled, cynical, Batman. grizzled, cynical Batman who was just, and done really well. And we've talked about this, I think, before when we yeah. did the uh, famous franchises, different faces. Like, I think that's right. Yeah. If you pull Ben Affleck out of like that role and you put him into the very iconic Frank Miller story of Batman, right? Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. He would have been, man, that would have been so good. Sure. Well, and that seemed to be the inspiration for his character. Well, I think Snyder even said that was the inspiration for his character. Snyder is a a Frank Miller fan. He that's why he did 300, which yeah. everybody's really like yeah. We all know and it was amazing. And looks but, very much like the 300 graphic novel on screen. <sighs> which is it, it's fine. It just never yeah, and I know we've, we're on record of saying this before. It just didn't bringing in that version of Batman with this version, this other version of all these Justice League characters that are more or less just starting out mm -hmm. just never made any sense and they and then they rushed to justice league sure yeah. yeah right like we were talking about before marvel set up avengers with standalone movies and in those standalone movies we were introduced to the other avengers um the only one we weren't introduced to was the mark ruffalo version of the hulk Right. But we had seen the Hulk on screen before with uh, the Ang Lee version and then the version that followed that that had uh, Edward Norton in the role of Bruce Banner. And so we at least had had the Hulk right at within Marvel. And sure. but we had two Iron Man movies. We had a Thor movie. We had a Captain America movie. And the second Iron Man movie, we were introduced to Natasha Romanoff, the Black Widow in um the thor movie we thor were movie, to we got introduced to hawkeye right yeah. and all those movies we got introduced to nick fury so there was yeah. a significant amount of lead up time and build up to build that universe so that when you made avengers you didn't have to try and like fumble your way through introducing new characters you were just like you could introduce a new I, they didn't even introduce a, a new bad guy because we right. had no, because we met Loki in in Thor. Yeah, we met Loki sure. in Thor. Right. So I mean, you know, they didn't they didn't even have to go through that. 
Like yeah. they they really did a nice job of setting up something that could be an ensemble piece that didn't have to go in and try and justify like new characters all over the place. Right. And I think all of that speaks to why Eternals was only so-so. Yeah, it definitely speaks to it why Eternals was so-so. Because like, they did Eternals like DC did Justice League. Like got to introduce all these people, figure out where they're from and pull them all together and try to make us care about them. Right. And that's a tough gig to do because there were, it, it's the opposite of, so Guardians of the Galaxy, I think is a good example of bringing in something, but that was a handful of characters that all came together, right? And in Eternals, it was this massive team that had right. been thrown together, yeah. right? So yeah. um, Guardians that's, of the Galaxy is kind of like that. It was like Star Wars. Sure. Well, and it's interesting that Guardians, casual fans, even, you know, like I, I remember when Guardians came out, like I don't really saying, I don't really know much about these characters. I haven't read mm -hmm. any of these books. And yet they were just, despite that lack of familiarity with those characters, that movie was really well done and very funny and very entertaining. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And James did Gunn really, did a really well. Job. Yeah, yeah. Did really well. Phenomenal job. And so you'd think <laughs> with DC, with characters that are well known, you know, from Super Friends to, to cartoons to Justice League. I mean, we know Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Flash, and, and Aquaman. And most people have probably experienced some sort of cyborg a little bit somewhere too. Right. And yet, they just couldn't pull these already well-known characters together in a way that was very good. Right. Yeah, the, the original cut of the Justice League, which Josh Whedon was brought in to help finish because of the tragedy that happened yeah. to Zack Snyder, right, was does not hold up, in my no. opinion. No. Um, I've tried to rewatch it, and it doesn't hold up. The four-hour Zack Snyder version, however, great job. And it was longer. And you could have split that into two <clears throat> two-hour two movies in the theaters, and I think you would have gotten much different review, much different reaction, yeah. you know, but we talked about this too, is that that movie was built upon things that if you look at the, the history of the comic books was pulling pieces from like very different, like timelines and stories, yeah. trying to shoehorn it all into something that, um, that was for a new person would be confusing for right. somebody familiar with the universe just be like almost infuriating at times we were like <laughs> wait a minute guys just so you know like the justice league had been together long before superman ever died at the hands of doomsday there was like a big parade there yeah. was all this like right sadness there were all these things that happened there were some iconic moments in the death of superman after they you know after he died yeah um and we, we didn't get any of that. Right. None of it. Right. And then Superman comes back to life. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. So what's new? So, so the, so, well, so that sets us up with a, you know, perhaps a DC universe extended universe and a justice league in need of a reset. For sure. And I, and I agree with you. I think that there is a need to reset the justice league. However, yeah, so what's According, the news that we're reacting to today? The news that we're reacting to is that uh, Batgirl is going to be replacing Batman 
in the Justice League as, as with Michael Keaton's blessing and training, apparently, from the, I guess there's a Batgirl movie being made, um, which there's going to be a Robin in the Batgirl movie with Batman, hmm. which only muddles this more for me. And I'll explain in, in a minute. And then there's a new Supergirl that is not the CW version of Supergirl, but completely different, totally new Supergirl that's going to be brought in to apparently replace Superman okay. on the Justice League. But, but, but wait, there's more. You're still going to have Wonder Woman, Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman on the Justice League. Okay. Now you're going to have Shazam. Zach Levi is Shazam. And there is a precedent for Shazam being part of the Justice League. Sure. Yeah. Um, you're going to have Shazam. You'll still have Jason Momoa's Aquaman, and you're going to have Ezra Miller's The Flash. For a company that's trying to essentially erase Zack Snyder's work, you're bringing in Zack Snyder's work, <laughs> and you're trying to do something that, one, I, I racked my brain about this, guys. Like, I... I last night and since i read the article i've been racking my brain about this i can't think of a version of the justice league in the comic books that is built like this which you know to be fair they don't have to build it like a comic has been but you know they're allowed to do something different and certainly marvel sure. has but it just has that just kind of slapdash kind of, oh, let's take a piece of this from over here and take a piece of that from over there and we'll put them all together. It's, it feels like a throw it against, throw the spaghetti against the wall and see what sticks kind of approach. Well, and we talked about this a little bit before, right? Um, and you brought up a really good point about what you think they're doing in the DC side of things because of a reaction to what oh, is happening yeah. on Marvel. Why don't you like bring that sure. up? That was a good yeah, point. That, yeah, another it could feel like, you know, somebody over at DC is like, oh, gosh, look, Marvel, they're going to, well, they've, you know, uh, Chadwick Boseman died. So, you know, the rumor is that that Black Panther is going to be, sure, he's going to be Black Panther. So we're going to have a female Black Panther. Uh, we know that that Jane Foster in the new Thor movie is going to at some point have some powers and be Thor because there was a comic where where Thor became, you know, a woman became Thor. Um, and so you know, is this DC just being like, oh, we can be like Marvel and and throw in a bunch of uh, of female characters, which I love to have them be do a, team, do a team of female characters. One of my favorite Marvel comics from the last like five or seven years was I think they called it. Oh, gosh, what was it? A something, not a team. That's a different thing. Um, oh, I know what you're talking about. Uh, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's not something... a squad, a it was an Avengers team that right. was uh, like She-Hulk and yeah, I know exactly and, what you're talking about. Invisible can't. Woman and it was and it was all it was all women. It was a great and it was a great little book. A yeah, no, was, not A Force. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. No, A Force. I think you're right. I think it was called A Force. Yeah. Or Avengers Terrific. Force or something like that. Some, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like an all women team, yeah. which is fine. And because you know, if it's an all men team, nobody notices. Mm -hmm. Right. That was why some people like had a made a fit about the the scene in avengers endgame when all the women came together like oh look they're like making it they're making going out of their way to put all the women together 
well, if it been if they just put all the men there together, nobody would even notice. So why do you notice when it's all women? Like, well, and, and to that point, like we talked about that though, like that scene at the end of, and we've talked about this in the past. That scene at the end of Avengers Endgame was earned. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. there had been so much history and build up to every single one of those characters. I'm even getting goosebumps now thinking about it that it was so well done and so well earned that when you saw that grouping of like super powered women, including Pepper, which I think had an extra little pull because of mm-hmm. what eventually happened with Tony, right? And Pepper yeah. coming into her own as a, as a hero. Um, but I mean, you had Captain Marvel, you had, you know, Gamora, you had like Wanda, all these super strong, like powerful women who suddenly were all on the screen together. That was such a cool moment to me. Yeah, absolutely. Like so cool. And one of the highlights of the show. Yeah. And it was, and it was 100% earned. And if they did a movie of that group of women as a team, 100%. I'd be first in line to go see that. Yeah. They were super strong. They were well-developed characters. They're all super well acted, but this goes to kind of something that we were hinting at just a little bit ago in the conversation. And that is Marvel built that up. Yeah. Right. From the ground up, they built that up. DC reacts to Marvel's success by trying to rush things in. It certainly feels that way, yeah. Um, I, I mean, Justice League is a great example of that, right? We talked about how the Avengers came out and was incredibly successful and did so amazingly well. And we had all these standalone movies before it to help build it up, right? And then they they rushed, it was like DC went, hold on a second. Like, all we have to do is make this ensemble movie and it's going to make a billion dollars. Yeah. Great. Let's just make an ensemble movie and make a billion dollars. And you're like, but well, hold on a second, because I don't know. You've just introduced a flash that it's like, well, okay. And and I was not originally an Ezra Miller fan of the flash. I thought his version in the Snyder cut was much, much better. Yeah. Um, I was bummed out. We didn't get a green lantern because he was a founding member of the justice league. Like it, it, so there were a bunch of things that were just like, what happened here? Yeah. Why didn't this happen? Yeah. Um, so I mean, I'd be all for a Batgirl story, but let's give, give the Batgirl story before we just throw her in there and like, Oh, guess what? She's, or, uh, you know, one of the other things in that article, and we'll have to link to the thing we're referring to from uh, GameRevolution.com, yeah. um, is talking about bringing in, uh, bringing back in, journey smollett's black canary from the birds of prey movie which i i would be thrilled to see that i thought she was dynamite in that movie yeah like she was she was phenomenal and you know that's nice because then that's creating a little bit of continuity there which is awesome my dog suddenly started sneezing he's having a sneezing fit in the background in case anybody hears something weird (laughs) but that was that was great like harley quinn is one of my favorite like characters that ends up being you know and that movie was so much fun birds of prey so much fun birds of prey was great the the suicide squad the most recent one that yeah. we're getting the peacemaker spinoff which uh, yeah. premieres tonight by the way yeah, yeah. I, i'm really excited to see that it, it's you know james gunn again takes on directing that but uh, king shark was my favorite <laughs> in that movie hand right. yes hand um <laughs> and 
maybe maybe they'll do because it does sound like so there's a, a Batgirl movie coming where Michael Keaton's going to be involved and he's going to have a Robin and, and you know I guess he's going to turn supposedly the leak states that he's going to turn the mantle of Batman and endorse her as the new Batman to your point maybe that you know if we're going to get that before we get something else then cool however um i have i have an issue if we're going to get introduced to robin because robin in the comics is you know essentially like batman sidekick until batman's done being batman and we've seen dick grayson put on the cowl and we've mm -hmm. seen you know tim drake try and take it on like you know these different things at no point in time have we seen Batgirl or Batwoman suddenly try and replace Batman in terms of, you know, his spot on the Justice League, which if they if they want to do that, that's cool. Like, I'm not saying like you can't do that. Yeah. What I'm saying is this feels like a knee jerk reaction to something. Yeah. Yeah. Which feels like more of the same for DC. Which feels Which like is more a of the shame thing. because these are such there's such good characters and there's so much good that could be done with them. I, yeah, I don't want this to. I'm afraid like we're starting to sound like you know the stereotypical old white man screaming at Cloud that things are changing, and I don't want to be that guy. No clouds, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because um, I, I'm I'm here for whatever changes they want to make, but just do it well. <laughs> like, and and yeah. again, I guess that's the fear that as with as the pattern with dc has been all of this feels just like panicked and oh my gosh let's just change things for the sake of changing them and let's see what what can we do as opposed to building a story building a universe and be patient yeah right be patient take your time like the it feels like a money grab yeah. Like an attempt to do something in as again as a knee-jerk reaction to Marvel that's not going to be well thought out. And I want to point out there's a precedent for taking their time and doing something amazing. Um, the infinite crisis crossover in the CW arrow universe, mm -hmm. really well done. I mean, it takes arrow, flash, supergirl. Superman and Lois, which wasn't mm -hmm. even a show then, we got introduced to a new Superman, which if you haven't watched that, by the way, on HBO Max or uh, the CW, it, it's really well done. I, I love that show. It's so good. Um, and uh, and DC, the, the Legends of Tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Right. And they crossed all that over. And we even got like uh, from the comic books, Brandon Roth played uh, right. the older Superman that had the great like black like symbol yeah, yeah. on his they they pulled these things in and they did it so well was batgirl right? part of the new batgirl or sorry batwoman was she part of that show too i forget i believe so i believe that was when uh rose the, the ruby one, rose was playing. ruby rose left after that yeah um but we but also an, yeah to your point there's an, like bringing in literally seven different shows mm -hmm. and making it work and they made it work over like multiple shows and they did such a good job with it but yeah think about by that time arrow was ending its run yeah the flash is pretty deep into its run right supergirl is probably i don't i want to say maybe three seasons or so in 
yeah, we were midpoint. Right. Midpoint. We were introduced to the new Superman and Lois Lane, which then spun off. Yeah. But they weren't and like Batwoman was new. And Batwoman was new. We and even got some work. Yeah. And we got some throwbacks in there too. We got Tom Welling, uh, like was uh they they made a clip, you know, into Tom Welling's aspect of Smallville. Um Ezra Miller actually shows up in the flash at some point in time and was part of that. Yeah, I gotta go back and watch that that's that set again yeah it's uh i gotta go back and watch it again too just because it was so good but so those crossovers when they did them in the when they do them in the cw like work phenomenally well right um and i so feel do like that some... dc make that in yeah that kind do of, that. Take that whoever's in charge of that making. like bring them in yeah and let them do their magic over here and quit trying yeah. to rush these movies out and now i'm confused because we had the Joaquin, and I mentioned this before we started recording, we had Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, which it sounds like we're going to get another Joker movie out of that, which would be really cool. He did a great job. Dude's an um, amazing actor. And, mm-hmm. you know, the, the kind of reveal curtain that got pulled back at the end of that, that showed us just how crazy he was yeah. after you started to have like that little emotional, oh, this poor guy, this is what drove him crazy. No, no. He's been crazy the whole time. Fine. He imagined yeah. all these things. Right. Um, Right. And and we're getting Robert Pattinson's The Batman, which yeah. you would hope at some point ties into the Joker. But it, it feels like if those two things are going to be standalone again. Yeah. And they're over here in some other continuity, but we're making all these other products and we're not going to mention them. We're not going to bring it all in. It's just, again, it feels so disjointed. Mm-hmm. Man, can we just... DC, you want to hire us to be your Kevin Feige? The two of us together <laughs> right. might Let's be able to get people like a third of a Kevin Feige. We got this for you. Here's here's what I think if you're going to reset it. And this is, again, this is just me going, I think I can do it better. Um, as as is very common with geek culture <laughs> enthusiasts. Right, right. We're yes. like, yeah. you guys are doing it wrong. <laughs> Let me show you how to do it. Let me show you the right way. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and climb up to the top of my mountain <laughs> and start hollering from the peak. Yeah. But it feels like to me with the Robert Pattinson Batman and the Joaquin Phoenix Joker, those are year one movies. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. It's essentially what they feel like. They're year one movies. Not, I mean, Joker was kind of an origin story. Right my understanding of the Robert Pattinson one is like that literally is like year one Batman you're getting year one movies. Let's just reset the DC universe to year one. Yeah. Like let's just, let's just bring it all back in and reset it to year one. Let's get year one wonder woman. Let's get year one green lantern. Let's, let's do some of this or well, give us a, they kind of already did year one wonder woman. Right. Or, and I was going to say, or, Let's hold off on another Wonder Woman movie. Let's let's hold yeah. off on another like some of these others. Let's get the year one characters like established in a new Superman and in the Batman and in Green Lantern, and then let's loop them all together. Right? Then you can do your multiverse crossover that like sure, erases... which is easy for us to say because it's not our money at stake. But yeah. but, but come on, totally. just do it well and do it right. And, Take yeah. your time. Like yeah. be patient. Quit trying to rush this. Like I'm yeah. good with Zachary Levi's Shazam being introduced as a member of the Justice League. Yeah, that movie like, was fun. I'm cool with that. Like yeah, he was good. 
And uh, I mean, the padded suit was a little too padded. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they can fix that. That's right. that's just a that's just a costume. Yeah, right. Yeah, like he too has... much of the too much of the like light bulb look in the, in the middle of his chest or whatever. Yeah. Um, but you know, he's he's like Shazam's got a good history as a character. I'm okay right. with Jason Momoa as Aquaman. Sure. As long as in the next Aquaman movie, we don't get that guitar riff that plays every 30 seconds <laughs> that we got from the first one. Jason Momoa walks into a room, bow, 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 bow. Yeah. Jason Momoa reaches for a cup of coffee, bow, 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 bow. <laughs> like, sorry. It was like my one like really big gripe about that movie. I was like, God, if I hear that guitar riff one more time, I'm going to lose my mind. Um, but I, I, he's cool. Gal Gadot's a great Wonder Woman. The second Wonder Woman right. movie was not so great but the second iron man movie wasn't great either Correct. yeah but it took right. nothing away from robert downey jr as iron man i yeah. didn't want to see a different iron man and i right. wanted to see more of iron man i yeah. want to see yeah. more of gal gadot as wonder woman same yeah um, and you could say the same about uh thor too uh-huh yeah 100 right usually that sophomore outing is kind of like me i'd like to see harley quinn and some of the characters from suicide squad like pulled into oh, yeah. you know interacting with those guys yeah the Are one thing... left <laughs> is anybody left alive <laughs> i'm pretty sure they're all dead like <laughs> no harley's still alive. yeah harley's still alive and uh, king uh, shark's still alive right and uh dead shot uh, or, or whatever or no, the... well, idris elba's character yeah it wasn't dead shot right it was something else dead shot no. was the will smith character in the other one right yeah dead shot was will uh blood blood shot was blood blood shot blood sport i don't know i don't know, know you yeah. think we would know this but I'd also like to see like a uh, uh, big screen green arrow brought in as well. Right. Um, he plays a pretty big, important part of, of the justice league. There's a yeah. lot that there's a lot that they could do. I mean, we didn't even touch the Titans show. Oh yeah. You know, um, which finally got to see the evolution of Dick Grayson into Nightwing. Uh Blood sport, by the way. Blood character. Blood I didn't sport. think it was blood sport because to me, that's the Jean Claude Van Damme movie from the eighties. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, oh, to be able to do the splits like that. Oh man, never in my life have I ever been able to, and now I'm terrified I will oh, accidentally do it no, by no. sliding no on the floor and socks. Yeah, yeah, no, um, <laughs> definitely not. You know, and there's there's still rumors that we're going to see some other stuff. Like there's supposed to be that Green Lantern uh, core series. I, I believe it's going to be a series on HBO Max. So, but once again, everything's muddled. Oh, this one's going to be a this one's going to be a show on Ma on HBO Max. No, it's going to be a movie. Oh no, this one's going to be a movie. No, now it's going to be a show. Like it just they're just man, they just need a Kevin Feige to, to yeah, they pull really it all together. Do. Um, and who could thing... be? I don't know who could be that for them. I wonder. I don't know. I, I mean, I think we could, like you mentioned. <laughs> um, With our vast experience in the movie business. Vast experience in the movie business. I mean, I don't think we can do worse. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure I could. We could mess that up pretty yeah, good. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, the other thing, too, that I, I do want to say is, you know, there's a lot of people that are upset uh, about the Zack Snyder universe kind of just being shut down and, and gotten rid of. And, um, there's there's two reasons that I I'm a little like bummed out we aren't going to see where this was going to go. Not that I was a big fan of the Zack Snyder universe. He did okay. Um, 
again, I think that bringing in an old Batman and a young, new, you know, Justice League and everything else is it was weird. Um, and a, a lack of continuity again. But it did feel like he was headed down the path of injustice. Mm. The injustice sure. storyline. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Right. With the nightmare scenes yeah. and, and everything else. And that to me is one of those stories like they did an animated version of it which that was rushed and the time constraint on it like made it even more rushed and they missed so many important like storylines in there but if you were gonna it, it felt like Zack Snyder was gonna take us in that direction right right which would have been phenomenal to see on screen it's yeah. a great storyline it's very compelling <clears throat> in my opinion uh, the artwork wasn't always like the best but the story was fantastic um and and i do again i think henry cavill cavill i still i don't know if i'm pronouncing either way right but i think that he really deserves an opportunity to be traditional superman the boy scout yeah not the whiny version but the rock that, you know, the center point that the entire universe is essentially like built around as this is the ultimate good guy. Yeah, like, that'd be, that is- would be really compelling to see. That would be compelling and rich. I, yeah. I really would like to see it. Yeah. Yeah, me too. And um, I think that's why I like the, the Superman and Lois show on uh, CW HBO Max. Okay. I don't know the actor's name. Maybe you could look it up really quick. But um, sure. he's... You know, they, they've got the, the kids in this this show, like they've got two twins and one of them's developing powers. And it's it's kind of, it's a cool storyline. They're back in Smallville, which is really fun. Um, Tyler, and I don't for sure know how to say it, Hoechlin. OK, he's he's really good as. Uh, as that like small town rooted, like. Superman, who's still exhibits like a certain level of naivete and in some of what he does and Lois kind of you know is the is the hardened city girl like we've all like that's what we at least that's what I grew up on yeah Um, and one of the reasons that I love like the Superman character is he he comes across in the comics a lot of times as very naive about how the world really works but he never is he's just Mm. always hopeful and tries to see the best in man and that's why he pulls his punches that's why he does all these things that's why you know like you think about the times that he's gone toe to toe with lex luther and lex is like you know super brilliant and genius and everything else and he always accuses clark and superman of, of being super naive and not seeing the world as it is and he's never shy about like no i see the potential of the world right and right. what it could be and that's what i'm here for and by golly couldn't we use that particular version of superman in our world right now yeah i mean it's you know i think it's what makes cap such a great character and why uh Chris Evans was such a good Captain America, yeah. right? Is he he had that as well, like that statement in uh, at the end of 
winter soldier. I'm with you until the end of the line, Buck. Mm-hmm. Like he was like, he believed so much that this could be the way that it, like his friend was redeemable, that there was good in all these people, you know? Yeah. Um, except Thanos, he was pretty sure Thanos was a piece of crap, but uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's that, that's what we've been missing. And I think, I still think Henry Cavill could do it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It'd be, it'd be fun to see him get a shot. I don't think that's going to happen though. Yeah. I don't think so either. And that's, that's kind of a bummer. Um, yeah. We'll have so to see of, what happens. Yeah. We'll see what happens. That's sort of the state of DC things. Um, what, uh, what about the rest of you? What do you guys think? What, uh, what have you liked coming out of DC? What do you think they could do better? Yeah, I, I, you know, we, these are our opinions and our opinions only. Like I have some unpopular opinions I know about DC movies, um, you know, and I think they're probably the most controversial and kind of divisive movies grouping between those and Marvel. Mm-hmm. The DC ones seem to have a, have very kind of set camps. Um, so I'd love to hear what everybody else's thoughts are, like, you know, uh, contrary to popular belief, it's okay to disagree <laughs> and do so in a way that can be respectful and, and, you know, uh, spark possible change. Like I'm open to seeing where I might be wrong in something. Yep. You know, it's, uh, uh, we need a lot more of that too. Respectful disagreement. True. It helps with donuts and coffee it- and bacon. <laughs> especially bacon, bacon. <laughs> so coffee can change the world there we go how about that as we put into a hashtag in our instagram post coffee saves lives there you go yes yeah. it does yes yeah. it does well all right well uh friends let us know what you thought of this episode and uh react to other content let you know what what do you think about dc stuff and what's your favorite what would you do if you were the uh overseer of all things dceu um let us know we look forward to uh, maybe you too could be part of next time's fan fiction and wouldn't yeah. that be amazing for you might be great. <laughs> i don't know if it'd be amazing for them but it's pretty cool for us it's like, for I sure think it's, cool for us. I, it's yeah. probably one of my favorite things that we get to do is uh read those read those questions thoughts and ideas from from our listeners so thanks everybody from listen for listening and, and yep. being there it's great all right till next time friends Bye, guys.